So today's Amid is Daf Vav Amid Beis. We're a little bit behind. We're starting from Vav Amid Aleph towards the Banim Vav Revidim Rav about three quarters another way down. Vav Revidim Rav Hamefarish Vayetsi B'Sheyara. Someone that goes out, Mefarish Rashi says Min Min Ayibash Leyam. Mefarish means he separates himself, meaning he goes on a sea sea voyage. Or he's Yetzir B'Sheyara. A Sheyara is a group, right? They call it a caravan. And a group goes together. The implication of Sheyara is that you do it to go in a faraway place. Not just going to the neighboring town, right? Taking a, a trip. So, if it's before 30 days, means it's more than 30 days before Pesach, Ein Zakah you do not have to destroy the chametz. You could keep the chametz in your house as long as it's before, within, right? Before uh, Purim, right? It's more than 30 days before Pesach, and you don't have to destroy it. But if it's within 30 days, then you have to destroy the chametz. And then I will explain where do we get the share of 30 days from, right? Rashi says, Yeshayalim Hilchas of Pesach, Kani Pesach, Shleishim Yayim. You start to ask questions about Pesach, study the laws of Pesach before, 30 days before Pesach. When we ask, So then that's when you have a chiv to worry about Pesach. Before you can't worry about Pesach. Okay? Pesach, too, too far away to even think about. It's 30 days, so Pesach has to be on your mind. So therefore you have to destroy the Chabbats. So Mariah first is Amr Abayim. That that it says that within 30 days you do have to destroy it. That's only when you're planning on returning. If you're going to be far, far away, you have no chiyah for the schametz. If you're planning on returning, Rashi says Daita Laksa. Rashi says Bimei Pesach. Because if you're planning on returning before Pesach, so uh, so what's the problem? You'll, you'll, you'll deal with the chametz when you return, even though it's text, right? You're going on a trip, which is, uh, and you'll be back within the 30 days. So uh, you'll take care of it then. Right? But the date that means on Pesach. You'll come back halamite. You'll come back halamite. So you can have chametz. So if it's before 30 days, not worried about Pesach. If it's within 30 days, I'm going to come back. There'll be chametz. I got to take care of it now. But if you're not planning on returning to the house, so what's the problem? You can have chametz in your house. No problem. If you're planning on coming back, I feel the You can't have chametz in your house if you're going to be there Pesach, right? What's the difference? One, it's the thirty days. I mean, you know that you're going to come to your house, and there's going to be chametz there. You can't do that. So you got to take care of it, even for Rosh Hashanah. You got to take care of it. That's what says before 30 days, you don't have to invite a as long as you're not planning coming back. You're leaving your house, it's before 30 days, no one's going to be in your house over Pesach. The question is, you have to destroy all the chametz in your house. The answer is, I wasn't there within 30 days. So good. If I'm, uh, you know, if I'm a few weeks' journey away, right, I don't have to go back to my house of Pesach. Why don't you do it before you left? It wasn't 30 days. Avol died the lights. We're planning on coming back. I feel the Rosh Hashanah is like Levi. Even for Rosh Hashanah, you have to return it.
Rav the Rav Rava says goes to Shitasi. If someone makes his house into a storage house, in other words, he has a warehouse, a garage, whatever it is, and he's going to bring in all sorts of stuff which will make it impossible for him to be Baidik the Chametz. So originally he lived there, originally he was, uh, was part of his living area, and now he's no longer going to live in this place. He's going to make it into, a, he's going to now use this room for storage, or this house for storage. So, uh, so if it's before 30 days, he doesn't have to get rid of all the chametz. Don't have to worry about Pesach. When it comes, when it comes Pesach time, so there's those storage days. So you can't get rid of it, right? Well, we'll, we'll see. Right? Rashi brings down the the chametz shemnafel mapelus If there's a big pile of of debris over the chametz, so then uh, then you don't have to worry about it. It's it's it's, it's like it's destroyed. But that's only right. Oh, but if it's if it's um, right, But if it's within thirty days, so you have to destroy it. You can't rely on the fact that you're putting an eitzer there because um, you have to destroy it because you already have a chiv within thirty days. You already have a chiv to destroy the chametz. If you have chametz, you can't just put debris over it and say, okay, now it's Mavur, and you have to actually destroy it. So the share of one that's called getting rid of the chametz in an improper way, or circumstantial, happens to be a chametz was, was, was all covered up by the Eitzer, depends on 30 days. But then, Rav added to that, it's only when you're not planning on cleaning it out. If you're planning on cleaning it out, so even before 30 days, right? Because you're going to have chametz on Pesach. Right? If you're planning chalamayid to, uh, to clean out this thing, right? It means, Rashi says it means, right? It means uh, on Pesach, right? That's Rashi Mashman. Before Pesach, some Rishayim hold this little dech to say it's on Pesach. But before Pesach, so what's the problem? You destroy it then, right? You don't have to... Uh, planning and doing it on Pesach, or let's say before Pesach with not enough time to destroy it after you did it, whatever the case may be, then you'd have to do it even for Rosh Hashanah. So there's a Rashi here which is very schwer, the Yushayim discuss it, right? What's the Isser? If you're going to come back to the house on Pesach, what's the Isser? So Rashi says like this, Rashi says, When he returns on Pesach, he can't be mavatled anymore. So here Rashi doesn't go with the Shem right? Rashi goes with the Bal And Rashi says, here's the problem. When I come back to the house, so now I'm going to be over when I see it. And now it's going to be too late to be mavatled. So Yishenim are very bothered by this. Because seemingly, besides that there's an easy Eitzah to be Mavatal before you come home, right? You know, you're planning on coming home. Right? It's, it's, it's Rosh Hashanah. I'm leaving. Right? You're telling me I have to destroy the Chametz. Why? Because I'm going to come back. And, and so when I come back, the problem is I won't be able to Mavatal then. Alright, so I have a very good idea. I'll be Mavatal it now. Or I'll be Mavatal it... Uh, you know, when I do my Vedikas Chavetz in, 
wherever I am on the, on, on the road, or right, I'll then say, or before, you know, I'll, I'll then say, I'll be about to all the chametz, including the chametz that's in this house. Right? What's you the that you weren't aware of? You don't have to have a have a dust. could work. That's first of all. You find a five thousand dollar bottle of something. You have a dust. Right. Well, that's the lachayim. I'm saying that's the yeah. The lachayim. Lachayim bittul works. There's a shaila. If the kedusha shaila works. If you are aware of it, right? If you're not aware, but you say all the chametz, whether they have it or not. See, now the other problem is like this: if you're not bavatul the chametz, what's the difference if you're returning or not? You're not going to be out to the chametz, or like you're saying, maybe Rashi's bit the chametz doesn't work. So what's the difference if you return? You have to see it to be over. It's in your house. You have chametz there. Makes a difference if I do return. I don't return. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's the? Why only when I see it? Actually, when I see it, I'll be over in it, right? So it could be. You know, it's no. It's a good question. It could be that that if you don't know about it. Maybe both things. Maybe if you don't know about it, you can't be mavatol somehow. And if you don't know about it, also you're not over. But it, it would seem, you see, there's a discussion about not being over if you don't know about it. But that could be only if you did the bedikas chametz. You did bedikas chametz. So as far as you know, all the chametz is gone. There happens to be a chametz which wasn't in the area which you would have been baidik kikar b'shmei kairam, which you didn't have to be chayshish for. It happens to be there. Right, so there you could say, right, we'll see that uh, that you weren't over on this. You were not over, right? Is around. You're not over on Freya, You're not over before you saw it. But once you see it, now if you keep it, you'll be over, right? There's such it could be such a thing. But here he wasn't baidik altogether, I and mean, that was the issue, right? If he's baidik, so that's what you do, right? So that's an right. So that's an interesting thing. I mean, again, you know, listen, Rashi, Rashi, you have to explain. I'm just explaining the problem. And the Rishayinim ask, right, what's Rashi saying that when you return it, you'll be over because when you see it, then you'll be over by your own, and now it's too late to mavatl it. Why wouldn't you be able to mavatl before? Why would you anyway have to be mavatl it before? Why only when you see it are you over it? That's a good question, Rashi. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good answer. But the other Pshan in the Gemara is going with Taisus and Mahalach, which we said Rashi also at least someone agrees to, that. You can't have chametz in your house even if you were mavatlut. Of course you mavatlut before. But we're discussing the, the, the dinder abanan, that you can't have chametz in your house, which you're going to be there on Pesach, even if you're mavatlut. If you're not going to be there, you're out of town. So they don't have that exeger, right? If you have chametz in your, it's not in your house, you're out of town, right? Well, it depends. If you're within 30, I mean, Abaya went with the sheet to that, if I'm going to be out of town, I don't know if the word, chametz is only the chametz the house I'm in. If I'm out of town, even if I'm leaving a day before Pesach, I'm not coming back, I'm going to my Pesach hotel. Right? You know, we always, you know, call it, I sell the house, you know what I'm saying? But you don't have to, according to Abaya. You just go, as long as you're not here, you're not over, right? If you're going to be here, so that depends. If it's within 30 days, so you have to make sure to do it. If you, if you left before 30 days and you came back and listen, you know, so you'll, you'll do the Vedika then, you know, you'll, uh, you don't have to worry. Rabbi says, no. If you're going to be back, if you're leaving now, Rosh Hashanah time, and you know you're going to be back on Pesach, and you know you're going to come into a house with Chavitz, nah, that's not a problem. That's a problem. Right? Even though Midarash is a bit of Balmasaki, but Midarabonan. The point is, if you're not coming back, and so Rav is saying two Chavitz, first of all, that day you can't have Chavitz in your house, even if you're not going to be there at all, as long as you were there within 30 days, you have to destroy all the Chavitz in your house, even though you're not going to be home, 
your uh, the house is, is, is empty, no yid is going to be there, doesn't matter. It's your house, it's your chametz, you got to get rid of it. That's within 30 days. And even if it's more than 30 days, still, if you're going to be there, so do it now, right? Don't wait until you come back. That's already Vesach time, right? That's the, that's the Pashib Shad. And so the other Rishayim learned the Sagil. Okay. What are these 30 days all about? Kiritanya. We have a Bryce that explains it. Shailim Vidarisha Milchas Pesach Kainu Pesach Shleishim Yay. There's Halacha. It's not clear. What is this Halacha exactly, right? What's this Halacha? So Halacha Shailim Vidarishim, you can ask in Yudarshan. Hilchas Pesach Shleishim Is there like Halacha that you have to have a, a, a shear in Hilchas Pesach starting from 30 days before Pesach every day for a certain period of time? Is that Halacha? Is that Halacha every yid has to be involved in the study of Hilchas Pesach? Not 100% clear. Still, it's not going to be clear. It's Halacha and Shulchan Aruch. The Ran says, no, all it means is, he said, you don't have to learn it. It just means that Normally, if a Talmud asks a Rebbe a question, he could say, that's an irrelevant question. We're learning a Mishaklis Bavavasra now, right? We can't uh, discuss Hilchus Gidden, right? But the Allah is within 30 days of Pesach, if a Talmud asks a question, Hilchus Pesach, so you have to address the question and discuss it. He's called the Shail Ke'inyan, right? The Yana Di'ayma, that we have to discuss. So what's the Yana Di'ayma? 30 days before Pesach is already considered, right? But that's the Ramsha. But other other Rishayim don't don't say it that way. Other Rishayim say no. Shailim Vedarshim, right? But it's a big Shail. What's what does that mean? How are we making this halacha? But anyway, now Shemuel Lamvesheish Shabbos. Shemuel says two weeks. You need two weeks for the Hilchas Pesach. My time the Tanakama. You learn it from a pasuk. Shemuel Aimed BePesach Rishon Umazra Al Pesach Sheni. Meishah Abenu discussed he dashed in Hilchas Pesach Pesach Sheni. 30 days before Pesach Sheni. He was in Pesach Rishon. That's the 14th day of Nisan. And he dashed them about Pesach Sheni. That's the 14th day of Iyar. Shenemar, the Yasu Neisrael is a Pesach Mayaday. It says that Kayisrael should do the Pesach in their proper time. So I guess that means that this day was ready at a proper time. Right? And it says there were people that were coming, and they came to Meishu Rabbeinu and they said, um, right, "We want to make a Pesach, right? We're coming, lo minigara." Right? And Meishu said, "Okay, let me ask the question." And he asked the question. And Hashem taught him the laws of Pesach Sheni, and he told him the laws of Pesach Sheni. So you see that there's a halacha of of Shalom v'Darshim, Shalom v'Darshim, right? Shalom Vedarshim in Bilchas Pesach. So Taisa says that even though he was asked, right? He was asked, so they came with a question, Lamanigar, right? So maybe there wouldn't be a lachat of Shalom Vedarshim, but here they wanted to make a Pesach Rishon. And that's what they should do. And they were given now an option of a Pesach Sheni. So maybe that's why he did it, not because it's a lachat of 30 days before. So Taisa says, no, he would have just told them, don't do the Pesach. Maybe he would have uh, hinted to them that uh, there'll be a replacement, I don't know, but to teach you all the laws that you wouldn't have to do at that time. Rav Shem, Yamil Aimer, Aimer Lachal, Aidi the Aibe Mili de Pesach, Maskal Lachal Mili de Pesach. Well, anyway, discussing laws of Pesach. So, that's not a raya that 30 days before Pesach Rishim, when, when laws of Pesach didn't come up, 
he'll discuss it. There we're discussing the laws of Pesach. So Pesach Sheni is included in laws of Pesach, even though Pesach Sheni occurs 30 days after Pesach. But it was taught together with, associated with the laws of Pesach. So that's why it's not a riot that 30 days before Pesach have to learn. That's why else you don't have to. It's two weeks. Where did he get his two weeks? My time with Rabbi Gamliel, when the Meish Rabbeinu teach about the laws of Pesach, the very first Pesach, it was Rish Chedish. Shenemah, is Reish Kadash. And this month should be for you the beginning of the months. You should speak to Kal Yisrael, tell him at the 10th of the month, Yichlem Ish So you see, he taught the laws of Pesach on Rish Chedish two weeks before Pesach. So Maybe, how do you know that it was on Rish Chaydish? Maybe he was on the fourth day of the month, right? It just says, Right? And how do you know that it was on Rish Chaydish? That's the question. So, Taisus wants to know, the Pasuk HaChaydish Hazelachem Rish Chaydashim, right? Literally, that means this month is the first month. Right? So then, the Gemara's question would make sense. But how do you know when it was? Right? It's already Nisan. But how do you know two weeks? Maybe it's uh, one week, right? Maybe it's the fourth or fifth day of Nisan, right? Ten days or nine days. But the Gemara said other places, means as Rishkadish today. Right? One way is the Gemara says in Shabbos, that it says, Bechayrish Ashlishi, let's say, Sweet Mary's Shrine, Bayema Zer, Bo, Midbar Sinai. And it says, Achayrish Azel, Achayr Mershkadashim, just like Achayrish Azel, Achayr Mershkadash, who wouldn't be Ayma Zer, Bo, Midbar Sinai, also Rishkadash. So the Gemara's assumption is, Achayrish Azel, Achayr Mershkadashim means it's Rishkadash. And also the Gemara says in Menachas, the Mershur Abena didn't understand how the moon looks like, what's called the first signing of the moon. Right? Now exactly the moon appears on its first signing. So Hashem said, listen, I'm going to show you, Kazeh, I'm going to show you, this is it. HaChadish Hazel Lachem, here, the moon is going to look exactly this way, and that's a din, when it looks that way, then you could declare it Rish Chaydish. So you see, also again, HaChadish Hazel Lachem Rish Kadashim means Rish Chaydish, not that this month, but this HaChadish, this Rish Chaydish is the beginning of the month. So, right? So, 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 says the Teretz, that that in the Chanami, that when Hashem told Moshe, right, that was certainly on Rosh Chodesh. But then he told them, The question is, when did Moshe Rabbeinu say it over? So how do we know he said it right away? Maybe he waited four or five days. So that we learn now. But how does the limud work? So he explains it. Right, right, as we said. So that that that's so even though a chayzal chemrish kadashim would mean that, but um, but this wouldn't. Yeah. El amar v'shim yishmei der avina ma'achav v'dabesh al meishu vid v'sinai v'shana shenis v'chaydesh erishayin. Right. It says in Parshas Ba'aleischa, Hashem spoke to Meishu Rabbeinu in the second year in the first month. Uksiv v'yasuv neishalsa pasach mayadei. And it says that they should make the Karim Pesach. So that's when he told them that they have to make the Karim Pesach. So it says, he said, 
so that's how you know that that pasuk of Ma'idaber Hashem Meishu Mesinah B'Shana Sheinis B'Chaydish Shirishin is Rishkaydish because it says B'Midbar Sinai and it says B'Midbar Sinai in the beginning of B'Midbar and there it says B'Echad L'Chaydish Hashemi. So here also it means on Rishkaydish. So Taishis is bothered. The few what he said before that we also know that Hashem's Dibur of B'Chaydish L'Chaym is also Rishkaydish, right? Now we know, right? But still we're saying that maybe Meshur Rabbeinu's Dibur was later. So maybe here also, right? Ve'edabar Hashem al-Meshur Rabbeinu al-Sinai be'echad Ve'edabar Hashem al-Meshur Rabbeinu al-Sinai be'shana ha'shenis right? Be'chayi de'shevishin be'shana ha'shenis Ve'yasim e'esrael How do you know that was the Dibur of Hashem? Maybe that was in Rish Kedish. How do you know the Dibur of Meshur was also on Rish Kedish? So Taisa says that in the Pesukim in Midbar. Not only that Mir Vashem was in Rishchidosh, but right afterwards it says that um, that the Echel Lachidosh Hashem even yisheldu amishchidosh leveisavaisam. It says afterwards in the parsha that the counting actually took place in Rishchidosh, or at least started taking place in Rishchidosh. So there we see that both Amiris were in Rishkaidish. So here also we learn that from the Rebbe that both Amiris were in Rishkaidish. So this is already the second year, right? The first, the first Pasuk was the first year, right? And this is already the second year, and he was told on Rishkaidish. So now the Gemara asked a question, right? That, that, that's the question, right? Now it doesn't say clearly what. Um, what the Rabbanan do with the B'Shem Gamliel's Pasuk, I guess it's not so sure, because two weeks, two, weeks, two weeks early you could speak about it, but maybe there's also a Chiv to speak about it before. Right? Why didn't Hashem tell him then? Not so sure. Right? This Debra came then, but uh, okay. And now the Gemara asks a question. It's not a question on the Chumash. Right? Nothing to do with the Gemara we had here. It's a little bit, a little bit interesting. Right? The Gemara Stam mentioned that we have a in the beginning of a midbar. It starts off. So that's Rishkaidish year. And then a few passages later, in passages by Leisla, it says Chaydish Yerishin, I mean the world learns it's Rish Chaydish, but if it wasn't Rish Chaydish, it's certainly before Chaydish Hashani, right? So the problem is, chronologically, it's not in order. We have the whole parsha of Bamidbar with the counting of that, and that incident took place on the second month, as clearly said by the Pesukim. And then we have another parsha later, and that incident took place in the first month. So why doesn't it say the first month first? Sigmar says, famous rule. This teaches you a The Torah is not going on a 
Rashi says the words like Peter Tayr I'll say the muk the mukhar and parishes the name of Kilak Dima Mukharisla. Tayr wasn't being makbid on the say the which one's first, which one's last. The ones that were said later could be written in the Tayr before the ones that were actually said earlier. Like here, here it's clear. Right? And once you see that here, so then we could say it anywhere. Right? Okay. Siyamari says, But that's only when it's two separate inyanim, two separate, um, right, say parshas, right, two separate parshas. So then we say that we don't know which parsha is first, which parsha is second. But if it's in one parsha, so then we would say, Then we say, whatever's first came first, whatever's last came last. If you don't say that, so klal pratim mechal nashu beprat, we have a rule. Klal prat, aim klal nashu beprat. Right, since the klal is first and then the prat, so we say that the klal means means only the prat. Aim mechal nashu beprat. We don't say the klal. We say just the prat. Tyre says something general and then something specific. So we only do what's specific. So how do you know? Doma Pradoklalu. Maybe maybe it's supposed to be a Pradoklal, but I look the Mukha Bataya. Vesu, Pradoklal, Nasakal Mesafala Prad. Doma Prada Doma Klalu Pradu, right? It says when it first says the Prad and then says the Klal. So then we say the Klal is adding to the Prad. We don't listen to the Prad. We do the whole Klal. How do you know which one it is? So uh right, so here you see that in one parish you do have Maidam Mukta Mukan or Maidam Ucha Mukha. So, right, the Taisa says even that's not a hard and fast rule because if you have a drasha, you could make the muktam before the mocher. That's what Taisa says. So it means without a drasha, if you don't have any specific reason to say not that way. So why says, Niyachi afila betrayin yoninami. So by betrayin yonin, also let's have this problem. Klaal uprad, prad or klaal. Should also be a problem. Hanichalaman yama klaal uprad, and merchakim zemi zain danaisim klaal uprad. The Yolik demand the Yomah that says when you have a Klal and a Prat that are far away from each other, so then it doesn't have a din of a Klal or Prat. So Shabbos, that'll be good, because on two and Yonim we could say, But if you say Dunim, so what are you, what are you going to say? It could be far away from each other in Sukkim, but at least it's in one parsha. Everyone would agree if it's a two parashas, the Torah would say a rule, a general statement in one parasha, and say that same thing in a specific statement. The next parasha, you wouldn't make a drush of klal or prad or prad or klal. If it's two parashas, you don't do it. Yeah, what's interesting to me about this Gemara is like this. The first one, I would just say that the Torah is not working with a chronological order. And the Torah doesn't list the different parashas the different, right, the, the Torah tells you events. Right? And the Torah doesn't tell you events ne- necessarily in the chronological order, in the, in the order, in the Seder Azman that it happened. The Torah could tell you a later event first and then an earlier event. Right? But the reason why the Torah would do it, obviously the Torah's order is there for a reason, right? right? Sometimes it's, right, the Torah uses a lot, and the, the Mishnah is also in an associative order. In other words, we're discussing one thing, 
So you want to finish up the things of Adol. There's a reason why there's smichas parashah. We say, Lama nismichu parashah zulazu. And we say, because there's a connection between them. There's a logical connection between the two parashahs. So it doesn't have to follow the chronological order. It has to follow some sort of a logical system why we want it. First we read this, and then we read that, and then we read that. Right? There's a reason, right? So that has nothing to do with klal or prada, prada, klal. Right? That's not a chronological question. Right? That's a question when the Torah is teaching you a halacha, right? Hashem told Moshe, this is the halacha. So we have rules how to understand, how to interpret properly what the Torah is saying. If the Torah tells you, let's say, you have a venasa and biyada, right? The venasa is like a klal and biyada is like a prat. You know, so then we, uh, you know, it's not the name of klal, mash of a prat, right? Or the other, right? The Torah tells you, ki yignay vish, sharech right? So we have different things. You have a klal, ki means anything, right? Sharech says a specific thing. Right? And then we have a klal, a prat, a klal, right? Then we have first a klal and then a prat, and then a klal. So we say, Kain a prat, right? And we might certain things. Right? What's that do? They look to Mucha Which just means that the Seder Aparshis, the, the events that occurred, didn't necessarily occur in that particular historic sequence, right? But if you're teaching a thing, so there's, there's, there's an expre- there's a expression of how you say something, and the Torah teaches you, this Yigil Amidash Atari Nidrash's band, right? Tadu correctly interpret the, the, the form of expression the Torah is using. That's, I, I just wouldn't see a personally, I just wouldn't see a connection between the two. It sounds like a Mukta Mucha B'Tayrah is saying something even more. Right? So it sounds like a Mukta Mucha B'Tayrah means that don't be medayik why this is first and this is last to prove anything. Right? The fact that this came earlier and this came later Right? Not only don't say that indicates when it's two different events and you record one first and one last, it doesn't indicate that was the seder of time that the events went, but it means even more than that. Don't infer anything because the terrorist said this first and this second. Don't infer anything. It could be that the correct way to say it is to say this second and that first, but the terror wasn't Macbeth on what's first and what's and what's second. That's what Again, yeah, requires explanation. Now, of course, the Torah was marked with what's first, what's second. You know, the Torah is marked with everything, right? But, uh, but that's what it seems, and that's what we're saying that in the same Indian, in the same parsha, yes, it's very to say there is something which you could be medayik. It's very medayik. This should be first. This should be second. This should be third, right? But the two in Yanim, which parsha is first, which parsha is second, right? But it means it means a certain limited inference you can't make. You know, obviously there is a reason why, like we said, smichas aparshus or whatever it is. But uh, but there's a, a din of seder which you wouldn't have by two parshus. Not just you wouldn't have the chronological order, but some there's halacha that this should come before this, even that chronologically, which is not going to be adhered to in the Torah. Mukna Okay, let's go to Levaita. Yeah, I will we'll at least start the next Gemara. Even though you did Bidika, and this Gemara is Mavur, right? We had a Gemara that was Mavur that Bidl Baal Masagi, right? This Gemara says, Abaydik Sarak Shivatel, clearly, and the Gemara brings this Xavier de Rabbanan, clearly means that Midday Raisa, Bidika Baal Masagi, right? If you did Bidika, you wouldn't have to do Bidl. But why do you have to do Bidl? Right, and it's interesting, the Mishnah never says it's halacha, right? It's a Tekanas Chacham, apparently, which is not recorded in the Mishnah. Right? The Mishnah uses Bittal as a, the Mishnah does record Bittal as a 
if you don't, if you can't do bedika. But the mission never records bittel. If you do bedika, you should also do bittel. Yeah. But here, Rabbi Yudam says it. My and why is that? In mission Purun, is it because of the crumbs? Which, yeah, obviously not going to get to all the crumbs by bedika. That's impossible. So there's certain things that are just not going to show up in the bedika. So we uh, we have to do bittel for that. But alechashivi, but they're not chashiv. They don't count. They're hefker. They're not yours. They're not. Uh, they're not part of Bayira. They're not chashivi. The chitema cave in the mintel aga basic chashivi. But since it's in your house and it's guarded together with your house, so that gives it a chashivus. That makes it that's not hefker. But Tanya, but the Rishon says seifei teinim. If you have the unripe dates, unripe figs, I mean, which never really get ripe, that is seifei teinim. But you still, you really don't care about them at all. But you still are guarding your field because there are grapes in your fields, and therefore no one could come in and take them because because no one's allowed in your field because of the grapes. Or safe anavim, or the end of the grapes, meaning the unripe grapes that you didn't bother picking up because you don't want them. But you still don't let anyone in your field to take them because you still have this you have these gourds, these <coughs> melons. So if the Balabais cares about the Seyfe Te'inim and the Seyfe Anavim, so no one's allowed to take them, and then you're Sechayev and Meiser because it's not Hefker. But if the Balabais is not Meiser, anyone's allowed to take them. So you see that even if it's being guarded in your house, as long as you don't care about them, they're hefker. So these crumbs, which you have no use for them, they're going to be hefker. You don't have any chi of Balira on the crumbs. So the Gemara says, Well, it's not only crumbs, right? You might find a gluskayafa, a very chash of a piece of chametz, and you will have das on it. And Rashi and Texas argue, what does it mean, V'dayte Alavi? Rashi says, V'dayte Alavi means that you're going to look at it, and you're going to say, oh, I wish I could have it. For one second. And then it's too late. Then you wave a Ba'ira. If you move out a little earlier, so that's it, then it's gone. Then you're not even Ba'ira. But if you look at the Gliski up and you say, oh, I really want to have it, I'm not going to destroy it immediately. So even if right afterwards you say, nah, I can't have to destroy this comets, and you quickly go and destroy it, but you're ready to wave it. Tyson says that's not what it means. Tyson says, we're not chayish for that. Tyson says, what it means is stop. Vedaita alavi means, in other words, it basically just means it's not pirur, right? It's not, it's not me'el of battle, right? You could have a gliska yafa, which, which doesn't become battle on its own, right? A little bit rare. Why well, would have to speak out vedaita alavi, right? But Tyson is bothered. That the Gemara asked the Kashi Shimavatla right away, but what do you mean? Rashi said that he might wait a second. Okay, we'll see that.